practice of, let's say, I keep using air quotes, witchcraft, <laughs> uh, what is, what is, how does one practice it? Well, I mean, really, it's, it's not, some are a lot more probably vigilant than I myself am. But you would normally have an altar set up in your house. Okay. Um, it could be to uh, a certain deity. It may be to many deities. You may have many altars. Mm -hmm. um, but on the altar, normally you will have a place uh, That's for much, offerings. much like a Hindu temple. Probably, okay. yeah. I've never actually been into a Hindu okay. temple, but probably. And it's almost kind of almost like uh, if you would go into a Christian church because you have an altar. And usually... Um, many icons. Right. right. And... You would find icons on a on a witch's altar. You would normally find uh, an offering bowl where um, anything could be put in there, from incense to flowers to uh, mead mm -hmm. or anything. I sure. mean, there may be anything in that offering bowl. There's also sometimes an offering cup, and that could consist of wine or mead or orange juice. Okay, <laughs> so. Most witches would have at least one altar in their home. You'd probably find a lot of crystals all throughout the home. Crystals, there's so many different ones, and there's so many different uses. But uh, to for a simple rundown, it's like uh, rose-colored things are love. Uh, black stones are for protection, mm -hmm. to absorb negativity, to throw the negativity back. Okay. Blue is usually for like self-love, self-healing kind of thing and green is money mm. so <laughs> yeah you know and so pretty much everybody has different stones and different stones too are associated with different areas the chakras which you're probably familiar sure. with you're probably more familiar with than i am um but and so you want to have all those stones around to try to keep you feeling good mm -hmm. and keep you safe and keep your chakras aligned so you, really what you're all you're talking about is energy yeah you're talking about the energy flow right okay great right and, I mean, you know, some people have certain different things that they put maybe at their front door for protection. Um, and it can be protection against uh, spiritual attacks as well as mm -hmm. actual physical attacks. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, it all depends, like, as we've been talking about, intention. Um, but, yeah, and you, you'd probably find a, a really nice selection of herbs. <laughs> In a witch's house. Okay. Um, I have quite a few, probably more than uh, a lot of people would, especially people like myself who don't really cook. But I, <laughs> I have the herbs for different occasions. And um, so, and a lot of people, of course, you know, would have a garden, mm -hmm. an herb garden. Nothing artificial, I'm assuming. No. Well, that's actually, artificial plants and stuff, too, are in the feng shui. Okay, um, yes are not good they if you read any kind of like how to do feng shui mm -hmm. they, yeah the plants are fake plants are not a good thing mm -hmm. also spiked plants whether real or fake ah. are not um appropriate to have okay so you want everything in your house to be as natural as possible right to be uh it's connected to nature may perhaps uh you'll have to educate me joyce perhaps as minimalistic as possible not uh, an over display of being ostentatious a whole lot of uh material nonsense right right yeah um yeah really uh minimalist and and you'll find i mean sure there's some rich pagans mm -hmm. i don't know any 
I think a lot of times, though, you know, people will go, well, if you're a witch and you can do this and you can do that, why aren't you? Mm. Why aren't you mm -hmm. a mega millionaire? Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, that's something, it's, it doesn't always mean that you're happy to be a mega millionaire. I mean, well, of course. Many, many wealthy, wealthy people that uh, have committed suicide, that kind of thing. Well, sure. And, and what we always try to help people understand is to, most people don't understand the difference between what they want and what they need. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perhaps in your position in life, maybe you need to have all this mega stuff in order to help others or, yeah. to, or to promote your cause. Right. Right. Okay. So how did you tell us about, tell us about your inclinations, your initiation, uh, into this realm? Well, um, my mother was from the Virgin Islands and she would tell us when we were kids that, uh, our great grandmother practiced voodoo. Okay. And that you would hear the drums at night on the Island and her grandmother would, dis her, well, it would have been her mother, be my grandmother, uh, would be gone. She would be gone up into the hills for whatever circle they were doing, mm. which, I mean, that just intrigued me. It just yes. intrigued me right from the get-go. And then my other sister and I, we loved to watch things like uh, Chiller Theater. Oh. And. <laughs> um, Chilly Billy. Oh, yeah. You know, Saturday night, that was the big deal for us when we were kids. You know, getting in, mom and dad be out and we'd be in their king-size bed and we'd be watching Chiller Theater. So, of course, you know, you saw all the kind of spooky stuff there. And then um, the Twilight Zone. Sure. And Thriller with Boris Karloff. Um, and so all that kind of stuff just always really, really interested me. And at the time that I was growing up, there wasn't all these resources like there are today. I mean, there were no stores here for, um, you know, any kind of witchcraft or anything like that really wasn't even nobody even really thought about it but i always i always laugh and say i was goth before it was goth because i always dressed all in black mm -hmm. and <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that was just my thing and it was kind of funny when the goth movement came around i was kind of like wow i was doing that a long time ago but um so it you were was, a trendsetter. Yeah. Well, my sister says I'm always 10 years ahead. If I could only just catch up and, <laughs> and, and catch that trend before it's too late. I bought a deck of tarot cards. And I, to be honest with you, I cannot remember where I even got them. Mm -hmm. Because I know, like I said, back in that day, there was not a whole lot of places that you could get that kind of thing. And I started uh, messing with the tarot cards. And of course, at that time, the Ouija boards were, were still readily available. Mm -hmm. Um, and I experimented with that and scared the crap out of myself <laughs> and we'll never touch one again. And people ask me a lot of times at my shop, they're like, Oh, do you sell Ouija boards? And I'm like, no, no. And I have a theory about that because, um, so many people are getting into the metaphysical. What would you term the metaphysical Joyce? Um, well, to me it's, you know, uh, the crystals, it's kind of like, I don't know, anything is outside of Christianity. Okay. <laughs> kind of to mm -hmm. me, you know, because I mean, there's the yoga going on and, you know, people are just incorporating a whole bunch of different practices sure. and different um, sex into one. And we're labeling it metaphysical because we don't really know what else to call it, you know. And uh, the witchcraft goes under there too. Um it, it kind of laps over. I think a lot of people 
that are actually doing what we call witchcraft, they're labeling it under metaphysical because there's still that stigma against witchcraft. Mm -hmm. uh, so they'd rather call themselves metaphysian than a witch. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it just encompasses like everything outside of Christianity. So how does one develop the knowledge? Where does one get the training? Um, well, I mean, there's right now there's, oh my gosh, online, mm -hmm. there's groups that you can become a, a part of a coven okay. on an online mm -hmm. coven. So when one thinks of a coven, one naturally gets all of their information from television shows right. or from movies, okay? And all they think of is the, this wild sexual initiation, <laughs> and then they, and then they talk about casting these horrible spells. And but what do most people associate witches with? Where do they get their power from? Darkness, yeah. Satan, evil. Well, actually, uh, most witches do not even believe in Satan. Um, Could you say that again, please? <laughs> most witches do not even believe in Satan. They okay. don't acknowledge him. Mm -hmm. um, but you do have Satanists. I mean, I'm not going to say. Of course. But, There's bunny rabbitists. But Satanists, um, actual Satanists, I mean, people that are real Satanists, mm -hmm. are not anything like uh, what you see portrayed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's people that are out there sacrificing animals and doing that kind of thing, and they're calling it a worship to Satan. But they're, they don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was always kind of a little bit afraid of the Satanists and then I met one, mm -hmm. talked with him at length and I was like, oh, okay. It makes sense to me. I don't think I want to join that group. Sure. But yeah. Okay. So that's contempt prior to investigation again. And earlier we were discussing the tremendous power of fear. Right. The tremendous power of fear. And in our world, uh, when we talk about thoughts and feelings and we talk about all these things, which are just as powerful as any incantation or spell, when a person believes them, okay? Right. Uh, in, in our world, sometimes we ask people to make magic inside of their heads, and we use the phrase abracadabra. So when you think of, when you hear the word abracadabra, what comes to your mind, Joyce? Abracadabra is actually very ancient, mm -hmm. very ancient. And I have on my door the Abracadabra Triangle. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you start with the A and you go all the way down, and then you can read it backwards or forwards. Mm -hmm. It's a huge protection amulet. Right, and wow. what it what it is? It's a, it's ancient Aramaic. It's the Bible's Jesus language, and what it translates into what I speak, I create. Right. So what we help people do is create magic in their heads, and according to our world, uh, we believe that the only power anything has over you is the power that you give it. That is so true. Say more about that. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I I do believe you see you see and hear about people that overcome cancer. They were diagnosed terminal, and three years later, they're cancer free and they're really enjoying their life. How does that happen? Someone else, well, you have stage one, um, and they're dead in three months. It's kind of, um, to me, that's kind of like you gave your power to that cancer. You gave in to that fear. You didn't fight. Um, you just accepted that that was... And fear is a fundamental emotion. Fear In the 12-step world, we talk about fear being a corroding thread that goes throughout people's lives. And if you would, or someone would come to me and actually throw a curse on me, and I would get that afraid and believe that that thing had power over me, it would cause me harm. Sure, definitely. And that's, I mean, I think that was, I think that's where 
um, that kind of power comes from because you have issues maybe even between witches and they feel that they're being cursed uh, by another witch. Mm -hmm. And well, because this is your belief and you really think, you know, that that person did throw a curse on you, even if they say they didn't, well then, yeah, you know. When you hear the phrase scared to death, that's, mm -hmm. that's true. You can frighten yourself to death. Sure. Sure. Okay. But, but getting back to the beginning, the whole idea of what you were talking about is connecting to the energy of the earth, connecting to all when we, you and I talked about the um, so hum, we are all that, the energy of the plants, the energy of the, the, the trees, the energy, the energy of every living thing. Mm -hmm. The rocks are made up of energy, even though they're supposedly non-sentient and don't move. There's a lot of energy inside of those also. Oh, definitely. Well, I mean, there's certain... Uh, places there's actually uh, in Ohio, I believe it is Serpent Mound, which is supposed to be. Uh, it is just like a pile of rocks, but from what I've been told, there's a huge amount of energy there. Sure, and where the energy is there, and what 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 will we do? We try to create energy. What's nuclear fusion other than creating energy? Mm -hmm. So all of these things are creating energy. It's energy that the lights the lights. It's energy that drives our car. It's energy that allows you and I to sit here and speak to each other and broadcast ourselves out into the ether. Very true. Very true. In your travels and in your life, you also uh, provide the opportunity for people to obtain these things that you've been talking to me about. Could you tell us more about that? Uh, well, I mean, I just try to um, encourage people to follow their heart and follow and follow their um, what what feeds them, what makes them feel human, what makes them feel that they're not inferior. Um, and that, you know, they can deal with things because there's, you know, so many people today that the, we're losing so many people to suicide. Um, so you're providing people with, uh, encouragement and support. And if you could cast a spell, I'm guessing your biggest, your most fervent spell would be one of hope. Yes, definitely. Is there a hope spell? <laughs> not, not that I know. Of. Well, there, there you go. That's your, that's our challenge to you, Joyce. <laughs> is to create a hope spell for people. And if you do, I'd like to have about 50 bottles of it, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, but also you provide an opportunity for people to obtain these, uh, the crystals and these different types of things, which perhaps uh, they can use as some type of enhancement, some type of aid to their life. Right, right. I mean, you know, you don't have to go out and spend a billion dollars on tools. You don't have to at all. Um but I do encourage, you know, to have a, a rose quartz crystal for to just even meditate and think about self-love. Um, have an obsidian if you feel that um, somebody's picking on you. Or, so uh, to get that, you'd have to have a rose quartz. You'd have to have an obsidian. And I understand that you have an establishment where people can come to. I do. Uh, Sparkle Dragons Magical Emporium. And um, we try to help people that are just starting on their path or been on their path. And we try to just help them along the way. So you provide some of the implements, some of the crystals, some of the, some of the stones, some of the uh, paraphernalia. And also, I would guess that you pr pr provide some knowledge and education. We do. We do try to do that. We're also trying to incorporate a lot more classes. Uh, we did have Wicca classes there for a while. Um, they were taught by a local coven. And uh, they would run, I think, 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, we're not doing those currently, and I don't know whether we'll be going back to doing them. Would you, uh, would you say that the clientele is primarily male, female, a mix? Um, 
primarily female, but we get a lot more guys than I would have thought. Okay. Okay. So you provide the opportunity for people to open their minds up a little bit and ex perhaps explore some alternative methods of healing. Yes, definitely. Okay. So what we do when we talk about holistic wellness, we don't we don't push away the Western what we would call allopathic medicine. We know how important that is in in cooperation with other types of healing. Yes, definitely. Um, and we do uh, we're just starting. We're providing uh, Reiki services. Oh, cool. Um, which uh, I am not real familiar with the Reiki, but uh, it's becoming more and more popular. Mm -hmm. I know that and. Um, Again, you're dealing with energy. Yeah. I myself do a lot with the essential oils. Okay. Um, I actually was trying to become an aromatherapist. Okay. But I still need 50 more hours of classes, and I just can't seem to do it. Well, do you plan to live for 50 more hours, Joyce? Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> definitely. I, I'm trying to figure out how to live forever. <laughs> well, we're going to ask you uh, to do that. So if, if someone would want to learn more about uh, what we talked about today, uh, do you have a website, your address? Where would someone contact you at, Joyce? Um, I do have a website, which is sparkledragon.com, and the shop is here in lovely Beachview, and it is at 2120 Broadway Avenue. Well, Joyce, you've been delightful. I'm hoping you've opened a lot of people's eyes. I'm hoping you've uh, turned some people's minds of uncertainty and fear in this a mind of uh, awareness and a mind of knowledge. And uh, we'd love to have you back again, and uh, we can visit you at Sparkle Dragon once again. And now you'll know who's coming in the store. <laughs> so uh, until then, we offer a... Uh, free prescription at the end of every episode uh, fruits nuts and vegetables unplug your television and take up fishing and for a truly mindful experience we uh, challenge you to fish without bait and as always do a kindness to yourself do a kindness to another forgive yourself forgive another namaste namaste please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.